You're watching the History Channel, where the past comes alive. We now return to Ancient Aliens, already in progress. Redebro, Denmark, 1963. Workers in the Troborg Castle ruins unearthed a collection of carved andestite stones that appear to depict encounters between prehistoric animals and dolphins. Many in the scientific community have written these off as mere fanciful drawings, but ancient astronaut theorists, like Professor Ed Anunziata of Cambridge University, believe they depict something more supernatural. These stones depict dolphins battling various creatures, like giant seahorses, eel sharks, and trilobites. Others depict dolphins being carried away by pterodactyls. But how can that be if dolphins didn't exist until almost 40 million years after these prehistoric creatures? There can only be one plausible explanation. Time travel. These dolphins must have traveled back in time from some point in the future. But the question is when? Yet, other stones discovered in Denmark tell a different story with dolphins and other modern sea life being raised into the sky. Could this be the result of otherworldly creatures with some nefarious purpose? Ancient astronaut theorists like Spencer Nielsen, Porpoise Professor at the University of Columbia, believe so. <coughs> what other mysteries remain about these time-traveling dolphins and the aliens they seem so intertwined with? Okay, just off the top here, this is going to be a good episode. We're the finale. It's going to be a good finale because, oh my god, Echo f***ing goes places, dude. What a crazy game. Can we get some kind of, like, Handel's Messiah in here? Thanks. Hey folks, it's Brett from Skeleton House. This is Frost. Hello everyone, this is Scott, and I'm a Twitch streamer focusing on RPGs, retro, Nintendo, and horror games over at twitch.tv slash the Scott Spot. That's the underscore Scott underscore Spot. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. Hey everyone, it is Kazlo25. I'm a YouTuber and Twitch streamer focusing on RPGs with a special focus on Final Fantasy XIV. Hi, this is Bill from Bill's JRPG Trappings and Other Adventures and host of the RPG Years podcast. Check us out. Great podcast. And I'm going to talk about the end of Echo the Dolphin. And I am pleased to announce that we are here for the conclusion of Echo the Dolphin. From level, I think, 19, Origin Beach, all the way through the end. And I'm here today to regale you with my tales of the ball-bustingly difficult final chapters of Echo the Dolphin for the Super Switch Club. The final section for the Super Switch Club Season 3. The final segment. Hi guys, me again. <laughs> I can't remember where I actually left off last time. <laughs> uh, because I didn't finish the last segment on time. I know, I know, I know, I'm useless. The last section wasn't too bad. But since we're coming up on the finale and knowing how hard that first section is... I have to believe we're in for some challenge. 
So the one thing I do remember from last time is that uh, Skelly and Ben gave me a hint that there's a shortcut in the one in one levels. Yes, the Atlantis level to get to the to get to the time traveling bit. Time travel? What is going on in this game? What's going on? But yes, they mentioned it, so I was on the lookout. I was on the lookout for a little statue out of sight, which I couldn't quite. Just you know, it's just beyond some wall that I couldn't really go past and buzz him, and it's up. Uh, entrance is granted, and yes, it takes you through to the portal. Thank you guys. You saved me a hell of a lot of time on that level. <laughs> that level was a piece of piss. And also, you got to go back there, so you know, that was great. Okay, so the first level we played this time is Pteranodon Pond, which uh, might have been due last time. I can't remember. Pterodon Pond. Pteranodon Pond. The P is silent, right? The P is silent? Is that right? Yeah. Alright, this level was largely just a big maze. You start off having to make a short jump between ponds before you find another song glyph to call a pterodon to carry us. As you may have guessed, it's another one where we uh, get grabbed by a pteranodon. Alright, that's fine. I mean, that was kind of fun. So you kind of work your way around. You have to go through a couple of, you know, door glyphs, opening the next glyph, going on the, the the pterodactyl thing which then drops you into another area doing those little bits really really fun it's kind of weird but like you jump out of the water you sing and then you jump into its claws and it takes you somewhere fine but where is the pterodon it takes me several minutes before i figure out it's between the two ponds it carries us to a maze of tunnels with like four sets of key and gate glyphs i feel like this level was really long with like not a lot going for it it was just like a lot of keys and a lot of gates and nothing, you know, super interesting. This level is basically just a lot of swimming. In comparison to the other levels, this is fine. The biggest struggle here was maintaining my oxygen and health, but luckily there's one obvious invincible glyph right when I start to run out of health. This is actually the first level in a while that actually had some challenging enemy encounters. There was a, one of the trilobites which follow you around in our total assholes. For a while there, um, especially in Atlantis, the enemies were sort of secondary. It was more about the puzzle and plat- like I would call them quote-unquote platforming challenges where you're trying to make jumps and things like that and push boulders to, to get through currents. Oh yeah, near the end of this level, there's also a secret wall which isn't like sh- shown to be a secret wall. You just kind of have to bump into it. Except one area where you have to move through a normally impassable wall to continue. Because of course you do. And I only found it because I didn't know where to go and just started pushing up against walls. It's like that f***ing wall in that one Zelda 2 palace. I don't know, I think it's at a dead end that you kind of naturally bump into, so it's not that bad, but it still kind of sucks. You know what? That's something I could have looked up if I was just stuck. It didn't require any stupid jumps. I can live with this. However, and I had to look up a guide for this... There's a hidden invincible glyph later I had to use to clear the stage. There are some hidden crystals that are stuck in the floors and walls that I uh, it took me a while to find. And the crystal to get the key to get out on the right hand side is like kind of half hidden in some rocks and only the top bits poking out. And I went past it three times and then died twice in the process of doing it. And um, yeah, all I can say about that is that that really, really fucking sucked. Sucked a lot. There's a lot of enemies around there, man. Oh, but there was one fun thing in this level, which is a crystal which you can talk to or yell at, and then it tells you things. You know how it goes. Echo, if we breathe air, why do we live beneath the waves? That's a good question. Dolphins evolved from that dude that crawled up on land, and then they were like, actually, f*** this. Let's go back in the water. Good, good f***ing plan, dolphins. 
Once we get through that maze, we find another song lift, make our way to the surface, and get carried to the end of the level. And it's on to the next one. And then we reach the next level, Origin Beach. What's this, level 20, I think? There's really not a whole lot to say about this level. It's another prehistoric level. There's not much going on here. The skybox of this level is pretty pretty. It's beautiful. Um, but other than that, it's just like another stage. We're getting used to this uh, process of finding air and getting the glyphs and then unlocking the glyphs and making your way to the end. These levels are all getting a bit samey samey. There's not too much to talk about. And also, I'm getting better at the game. So I don't have too much to complain about at the moment. But it's going well. This was a quick level, but not without its frustrations. The first pond you start in only holds a key glyph, guarded by a freaking trilobite. I get this key and jump over to another pond. Here's where the frustration is. You have a long path to go, but there's a hidden key glyph. But there's a key glyph that's almost entirely obscured. Why? That's dumb. There's no reason to do that. The game's already hard. Stupid. Looking back, I'm not actually sure you needed this key glyph, because there doesn't seem to be a gate glyph for the rest of the level. But ultimately, you just have to navigate a backtracking maze that isn't too difficult until the end. Then the game hits you with three volcanoes that are erupting poison bubbles that I assume are meant to represent lava. And um, I luckily just made the save state just before that bit and died as I went through it because I had no health and no air. And so I just reloaded my save state about 12 times eventually got through without hitting any lava and then shot off to the left and finished the level. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Save States, for saving me some time. But you just have to zoom past these and it takes you to the next level. The exit is blocked by red bubbles, but I managed to get by. Whatever. Level's fine. I don't know if I'm out of hate for this game or past the worst bits. Wow. Um, I just kind of ran around there real fast and made it through. Again, this level is pretty straightforward. It has a new enemy type, I think, which just look like little, uh, they just look like carrots that are underwater. Some fun trivia, though. I was checking out a fact, and there are two hidden glyphs in this level. Apparently, this level contains the remnants of what was supposed to be an, uh, an event explaining how Echo's ancestors first started living in the water. They aren't very important but they seem to be messages from Echo's ancestors about the songs he sings. Right at the start of the level, you have to jump out of the water and like yell at a rock to the left of you. It's like inside the wall and you can't see it all. Uh, and when you yell at it, it says back, We hear song in the ocean. We hear our kind in the sea. Never have we heard songs in the sea. So did the people who left the crystals, were they like proto-dolphins? We will be treated to two secret messages from the land-dwelling Pacacetus? I don't know if I'm saying that right which is a small dog-like creature that began the evolutionary track that includes all modern whales and dolphins, allegedly. Are dolphins from the future where dolphins got extincted or something, maybe? I don't know. And actually, there's another secret crystal at the far right. It says, you sing our song under the waves. Who are you? Could we sing the sea? Could we live in the sea? Perhaps we will try. So yeah, are dolphins like aliens? And they were supposed to be from when um, uh, Echo was originally going to like bring sky dolphins down or some shit into the water and they would become the future dolphins of earth they come from outer space they're kind of like creepy looking who knows <laughs> who knows where this game was going because it's certainly gone some bonkers places from here it implies that hearing echo's songs in the past is what inspired dolphins to go live in the sea strange 
And uh, in regards to the plot, apparently Echo always wondered why his kind lived underwater if they had to breathe air. And this is the moment where that question is answered. Now this is all very cryptic, of course, and doesn't seem to make any sense with the story. Not that the story has actually made much sense so far, but it's actually uh, cut content from the game. Yes, they, they accidentally left these two glyphs in there. Yeah, not really a lot going on in that last level, but next we have Trilobite Circle. We all know how much everybody loves the Trilobites. Next level is Trilobite Circle, another just kind of standard prehistoric level. I will note here, I learned a lot about myself in this in this level because I actually learned there's lots of things in Echo that I had been doing completely wrong <laughs> and doing it wrong for a long time. So I learned a couple of things this episode. Like I finally realized if you killed an enemy and kind of after you've attacked it, you hold down the attack button, which is you know the push forward slightly faster button. It does a weird circular thing, and you can absorb the enemy, and that stops them from respawning. So this level is broken up into sections that are divided uh, by rocks. So you have to jump out of the water to move between sections. Uh, my initial instinct was to go left, uh, but eventually I got to sort of like a stopping point and got stuck and died. So this level starts off with you having to jump into another pond where you're immediately attacked by a trilobite. Who created these things? They're just terrors. Also, I'm pretty sure that trilobites that chase you in this level are invulnerable or it requires the special sonar power that I don't have. The trilobites, the kabutos are freaking annoying. Like they are vicious. They come after you with like all the fury of hell when they see you. So, but luckily there, it only takes a couple of sonar blasts to kill them. Oh yeah. I am probably the only one still playing without the sonar power. One thing that became, before I get like jump into what actually happens in this segment, it became clear in our discord channel that at least a couple of people did not know you can do damage with sonar. I didn't realize that if you charge forward and then push the sonar, so Echo does sort of like a start-stop movement, it hits things. And that just blows my absolute mind. I, I can't believe it. I, I can't imagine how much more difficult this already very difficult game would have been not knowing that until the end. It's crazy. So I guess y'all know now, but for anybody listening in the future that wants to play Echo the Dolphin, if you save all three dolphins on like level two or three or whichever one it was. I didn't save those dolphins and I'm not getting a code that says I did. We're doing this without the powers. Uh, they give you the ability to have like damaging sonar and how it works is you start the dash animation like the dash attack animation and then you press the sonar button and then your sonar will do some damage. It makes the game so much easier and I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> to be fair, I know for a fact it wasn't just me. Other people mentioned about the uh, the awkwardness of how to use the damaging sonar. But there you have it. So this is quite handy against the f***ing trollobites who hunt you down like madmen. Not quite as bad as f***ing nuts. Let's keep it straight. Not as bad as f***ing nuts, but still really annoying. So I learned you could do that. And so there was a bit of, there was like a food pod at the bottom thing where you start. So you clear out that area and you get your food pod. Then you jump over to the left-hand side, of, or the right-hand side, I think it was, and you're face-to-face -face with a gigantic f***ing seahorse. We had a gigantic f***ing seahorse. It's like three times as big as Echo, maybe? I've never feared a seahorse so much in my life. I do not know how these seahorses got that large. Um, I don't know if seahorses have ever been this large, but they're like triple the size of Echo. And we have to defeat it. This giant seahorse is guarding a key glyph we need to beat the level, and he takes like 20 hits to die. 
Uh, I started to attack it with my beak um, before it let out smaller seahorses, and then I died. But every time we hit it, it shoots five baby seahorses at us. This is just, this is wonderful. And this thing is pissed, right? It is so pissed, it will fire small children seahorses at you. So the tactic is to use your attack sonar on him, and it takes like eight shots, but every time you hit him with it, he shoots out little seahorses at you. Um, I, 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 they, and they shoot their babies out at you, little seahorse babies as ammunition, which is, uh, don't spend too long thinking about it. <laughs> so he must be a male seahorse, right? Because they, they like hold the babies. I know biology. So I learn at this point that you're supposed to hit this thing with your sonar attack, because if you hit it just by hitting it with your nose, it will damage it. But then it fires out five fucking little seahorses at you to damage you. The damaging sonar comes in really useful here. These things take a lot of damage as well. So you're supposed to sort of like hit it with your sonar, swim up and round so you get out of the way of the seahorses, come back around, going for another attack. I was stuck here for too long, not being able to survive long enough to kill it. Because I'd cleared out the area before, I was able to go back in, no jellyfish, no little things about, go down, get some food, restore my health. I say food, it's like a pod that shoots out weird air that restores your health. I don't know what's going on in this game anymore, it's so confusing. Apparently you're supposed to use your death sonar to take it out from a distance, but that still wasn't working for me. I don't know if you can kill them. Um, for the two seahorses that are in the game that I know of, it's easy to, well not easy, but you can just like kind of swim just under or just above them as they move about. <laughs> ah, I managed to glitch through the seahorse. <laughs> then I somehow glitched past the seahorse. I'll take it. I hit the key glyph, which also gives me invincibility, kill the seahorse with ease. There's an invisi- uh, invulnerability uh, glyph on the other side. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this, but um, yeah. Take that, game. We kill it, and there's a glyph back here. It's an invincibility glyph. There's a, there's a glyph hidden behind the, the bloody trollop of a seahorse. Okay, with invulnerability, this is a lot easier to navigate. I found a crystal that says you may not pass yet, so clearly there's a key somewhere. After exploring, I learned that this glyph is also a key glyph. I have to touch it to get the key. Oh, the invulnerability glyph is also the key glyph. I have to actually touch it. It's hard to be mad, though, that it also gives me invincibility when I sonar it, so trade-off and the rest of the stage is fairly standard to be honest and like this level two doesn't have a lot going for it there's like a ton of enemies and stuff but it's it's pretty straightforward or maybe we're all just so echo pilled we're like used to it by now and we're just good with that done i just explore my way to the end of the stage where i'm attacked by another trilobite and the edge of the stage isn't completing hmm and you go down, you get rid of the key glyph, and you get to go and exit the level. But not just exit the level, the level literally shoots you up into the air. <laughs> but instead we have to jump out of the water and we fly way up off screen. I jump out of the water for some air, and then I fly off into the sky to complete the stage. You basically exit the stage by leaping out of the water and Echo just goes flying up into the sky. It's like, Echo can fly now? It just sort of like launches him out. <laughs> I remember watching it again and be like, what the f***? Good so <laughs> when I figured that out, I was like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went all the way left and uh, I came to the end of the level and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to jump out of the water, see what's going on here. And Echo just flies off into the sky. Just gone. Dumb. Unnecessary. 
four years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled the Earth's mightiest superheroes, traveled to a galaxy far, far away, drank many martinis, shaken, not stirred, witnessed the battle of the Alpha Titan, defended Earthrealm from Outworld, get over here, busted their fair share of ghosts, unplugged from the Matrix, I know Kung Fu, kept a watchful eye on Gotham City. Discovered the secrets of Jurassic Park and other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. Podcasters Disassemble. Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. Next level is Dark Water. Dark Water. Dark Water. Hastertight the asshole. Okay, first thing here, music's kinda kinda groovy. I like that. The music in Dark Water is extremely good. Continuity is important because Echo does drop in from the sky at the beginning of this level. I don't know what happened there. So this is a pretty mazy level to start. The game wants you to work through two gate glyphs, but offers a small way to avoid the first gate glyph, which allows us to just grab one and quickly get to the end. This stage starts with a lot of swimming. We find a key glyph, which also doubles as an invincibility glyph as well. You have to do a lot of like running around in the water, of course, in this stage without getting air. The uh, prehistoric equivalent of the clams that give you air are very important in this level. All right, so uh, I worked my way through this level to find the gate crystal, um, but I didn't have the key. And just these invulnerable trilobites are just the most bullshit thing ever. I mean. Come on. Of course, there's a bunch more like finding the glyph and then finding the gate in this level as just about every level. There's another giant seahorse somewhere in here. I had quite a bit of fun with this, sort of working my way down through the things, getting my glyph all the way, yes, go all the way down to the bottom, right? Really tight on air to get that glyph. But once you got to that glyph right at the bottom, it was one of those special glyphs that give you like weird star powers. You know, you t- suddenly turn into Mario basically and it restores all your health and air. Brilliant. It's almost out of there. No health. Got to that thing. Great. This level also has another big seahorse fight, except for just swim past him, because he's, he's just kind of chilling. And then there's a motherfucking seahorse there again. Another seahorse. But this time, I've got the better of this guy, right? I sneaked underneath it to get down, to get to the glyph, which then again gave me magical healing powers, gave me special abilities where I was invincible, and then came back up and managed to get past it. I hit it twice on the way out, but I didn't kill it. <laughs> I just sneaked underneath it and got back. I was like, yes! <laughs> you Ed and Elzium and your stupid game and your mechanics. God, I'm enjoying this game so much. One mechanic I don't like about this stage is that you have to uh, squeeze through some thin cracks with spiky coral. That's happened a few times in this game, um, but it's, it's always annoying. This level has more moving obstacles that uh, pin you against the wall and crush you to death, except for they're like fossils? They're Ammonite from Pokemon. What are those guys called? Um, there's also, I got confused, there's some sh- like spiky conch shells or whatever that are... that. Or ammonite shells that flow back and forth. 
you think they would just damage you, but they're like the ice blocks uh, that just crush you if you get caught in between the wall, even if you're invincible. Actually, they're probably Amistars. I think they have spikes on them. They fly to the walls, and then they f***ing crush you to death. Uh, so, there are two... I found the, the, the key, the key glyph, um, and uh, I went back to that, that gate key, but it turns out there's two gate keys, and you're supposed to sneak around one and then use your uh, use your key on the other gate, so now I gotta go back and get the key again. Oh, dolphin. Trixie Dolphinus. So first, we swim to the bottom of the stage, winding through tunnels until we find the key glyph, then work our way back and under some spikes to avoid the first gate glyph. Final gate glyph is right next to it, so we quickly get there. Saw on my map, we would have had to fight another seahorse. Thank God we can avoid that. I got stuck in a wall. Hello, game? This game is just full of new surprises every time I play it. We're going to go ahead and use rewind here. I mean, I could... I can see what I think is the asteroid in the sonar, but it's in a completely enclosed area that... I'm going to have to find a hole in a wall, aren't I? You have to go through an invisible wall. You sons of bitches. I got to find a way. I got to go back in there, and I got to find a way through the, the walls. I got to sneak through the walls. The walls? We hit a dead end, but we can actually swim through here. Oh look, it's the Asterite. And I made sure to write the name down correctly this time. There he is, it's the old Acerite, Aetherite, whatever it's f***ing called, you know, big spinning DNA thing, and the thing f***ing attacks me. Yep, invisible walls. Um, so I got to the Asterite and it killed me, so... The end of this level has another secret wall, except for behind the wall, it's not just like a few enemies and then the exit. It is the asteroid, but we're like the past asteroid back in time. Is this our first boss fight? Well, I think so, right? There hasn't been like anything that would be considered a boss fight in this game yet. Pasteroid. And it's hurting us. And he's evil. He shoots fucking lightning at you. So yeah, Echo has a boss fight. I have to fight it? What, I have to, I have to knock a globe off? Like, I'm. It's. We don't need to come back with invulnerability. Do you encounter the asteroid? Our goal, you'll remember, Echo's goal is to get the globe from the asteroid in the past and bring it to the asteroid of the present day, this giant double helix thing. The first problem with this fight is how you enter his room. You come up from below, and there's just about no way to avoid taking a hit. And you don't want to dash up, or you'll get caught inside the helix and just die. This is a hard boss fight, too. Especially if you don't know what to do. Thankfully, I had the guide, but I don't know how long it would have taken me to figure out otherwise. It definitely doesn't tell you. <laughs> and I had watched, like, two days before Scott try and fight this thing. And he, he put in a really good effort, Scott. I'm proud of you, man. You gave it a lot of goes before you went to the internet to look it up. Uh, and the secret for this boss fight is, hey, look it up online, because you know how the asteroid has, like, different kind of orbs circling around it, like in a double helix pattern? The way to defeat him is to headbutt four of orbs that are the same color in a row. You have to hit four orbs of the same color. And they're sort of all interweaving, like up and down. They're moving in and out. If you hit a new color, you start over with that color. Which wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't spinning. If you take too long, he zaps you with lightning that just absolutely wrecks you. This is like, every time I, I try to do it, I'll... I'll, I'll get pretty far and then I'll miss. I'll end up inside the asteroid and then he'll like kill me in 0.5 seconds. 
don't mess up or else you have to do it again, idiot. Uh, and by the way, it is really hard. Like, I I don't know. I can't imagine having to start this whole level over every time you fail that boss fight. F this game. I am so close to just shutting this thing off. Yeah, it's, it sucks. As soon as I got there, this thing killed me like six times. <laughs> you know? I died probably 20 times before I got three of the same color and then just kept using the Switch's rewind feature until I got the fourth. Also, without rewind, this would be just terrible and awful. Again, uh, we're starting to get to the part of the game where it's just so fucking difficult. I managed to get a bright orange, then just accidentally drift to a spot with three more of them and hit them pretty quickly. And that DNA thing, Asterite, just kind of collapses. But yeah, luckily save states and rewinds allowed me to get through it. And then it suddenly just time warps you back to the future. But when we do complete this, we get teleported through time again back to, uh, like the start of the game. Afterwards, Echo starts spinning in circles. Let's do the time warp again. Yeah, it's just f***ing messed up. With the stones acquired, you're transported back to the present. I think we time traveled back to the present, but how? Did Echo suddenly get a portable device? Was the device somehow rigged that once he stole an orb, it would send him back? Am I overthinking a game where Atlanteans relied on a dolphin someday understanding their glyphs and stopping an alien race? Eh, probably. That thing was really hard. I think I, I did about 20 goes on that thing using my save statement. Nah, what bastard. Bastard seahorses. Bastard trollops. I hate them all. After that, you do some dolphin time-traveling spinny shit, and you're taken back to... Um, the deep water, which is, if you'll remember, is the level where we encountered the asteroid the first time. We're back in deep water. We're back in level 12. Yeah, it's literally, we, it's just do the same level again. This is just the same level as we had before. At this point, you have to replay three past levels. Luckily, they're like the three easiest levels. Um, I, I, even the first time through deep water, I thought it was, you know, not bad. But now it feels easy as hell. Did we complain about this one last time? I, I think I said it was just like a maze. Because it, it just is a maze. Good news. If you die in this new world that shows up after you meet the asteroid, you appear in the new world. You don't go back to the past and have to start the level over again. So at least they did one thing right. But yeah, you slam through it. You meet present day asteroid. And I guess you give him back his globe, which is just like a missing orb that he was missing. Where he was like seeming really confused the first time we met him. It was because we had traveled back in time and stolen a part of his brain. And that's why he was so confused. We make our way back to the asteroid in the present and return its orb that we stole way in the past. That he sent us back to get because we stole it in the past. <laughs> it's just like, what? So you sent me back in time to get your brain back and bring it to the future, and you're not pissed off that you spent like the last 40 million years with only half a brain? And you're not pissed off at us? Because reasons? It's just like, what? Whatever. So confusing. But yeah, you give it back its thing and it goes, Now I'm whole again with all my power, I thank you, Echo. I assume that's how the alphabet sounds. I will give you new powers. Use the Atlantean time machine to swim back in time to the hour of the storm. You'll be taken with your pod. You will see the unseen enemy. 
Use this song to return to your home bay just before the storm. With your new powers, perhaps you will save your pod. Thank you for my brain. And the asteroid gives us the best power in the game. Uh, we can breathe underwater. We no longer have an air meter. Echo doesn't need to breathe air anymore. Okay, now that is a good power-up. And also, I think our health like refills over time. Echo's health auto-restores after this point, slowly. Um, and it also, he doesn't need air anymore, which is crazy. I wish that could have happened earlier in the game, right? You get that, and then after you, the Astrat basically tells you, here's what you need to do. You need to go back to Atlantis, use the time machine to go back to before your pod was taken, and then let the uh, the Vortex aliens abduct you with them, with the rest of your pod, which is nuts. Uh, and then using the powers I gave you, you can destroy the Vortex. Now to work our way back to that Atlantean time machine. Return to City of Forever. Which was level, hold on, let me let me double check. Level 16. Um, this is also happens to be the stage where it has those three insane half-pipe super jumps. My favorite level. But uh, since I had already proven I could do that, I used the shortcut that we t- discussed last episode, where uh, uh, you could just like kind of bypass the stage, basically. Oh yeah, this is the one I cheated through. <laughs> I hope everyone does it the legit way again, because that was fun to listen to. We are 100% taking that shortcut this time. Okay, this time I decided to take that shortcut everyone was talking about. Yeah, so this is the one where you can yell at the statue in the corner and he opens up a secret passage. Or you can do another super jump, which is pretty funny. I'm glad they make you replay this level. You can sonar a statue that is at the end of the screen, which gives an access granted message and opens up a wall below. Access granted. Following that path, we find a ring that teleports us straight to the time machine. Why is this here? And why did we have to do those jumps? It's dumb how easy this makes everything. So we make it back to the Atlantean time travel device and we teleport through time again, but only like a little bit this time. Not, you know, 65 million years, just like, I don't know, a couple hours maybe? Gotta go back in time. Gotta go back in time. And then we get sent back to level one or level zero, depending on how you're counting. Back to home bay. Which is, if you remember, is just the opening stage where the plot kicks off with the pod being kidnapped. And Echo shows up back with his pod back at the beginning of the game. It's like, I missed you guys so much. And they're all like, what do you mean? You've been right here the whole time. Now, are we replacing Echo of that time or just also there? Surely we are just also there so that Echo still goes on his journey but we get taken. Or there's just time paradoxes all over and it's fine. Whatever. And of course, the way to beat this level is how high in the sky can you fly? You just got to jump up. And then, because you blow the aliens suck everybody up again, but this time you're ready. You fucking go in there. This time, though, you go with the dolphins. And it's kind of it's kind of weird slash nuts to see dolphins getting sucked up through an alien tube. We fly up into the sky and get sucked up with everyone else. And enter the tube. Time to get abducted. Hi, I'm Bill. You may remember me from such classic stories like Oh fuck, they can jump now. And I'm not playing this stupid fucking space shooter game. Welcome to my rendition of the Echo the Dolphin What the fuck is going on? Yes, at this point in the game, when you're about to be sucked up into space into a big tube to fight Ripley's alien, you may be thinking, what the fuck happened to my dolphin game? Now let me tell you people, 
The game starts with Echo's pod being stolen by aliens, but you don't know that at this point. Yes, a big vortex comes and sucks them all up out of the sea and sucks off all the fish as well. Wait, what? Sucks off the fish? Next up you go, well, what's the right thing to do now? Ah, Echo knows what to do. He'll go find old people to talk to. Yes, well, that's what you got to do in a crisis. Find older people who are no weird shit. So Echo goes off, talks to a killer whale. The killer whale tells him to go and find a big blue. He tells you to go to Atlantis, where you can find a time machine to send you back in time to meet his past self. Why? Uh, in Atlantis, you find lots of glyphs. These glyphs tell you more about the vortex. The vortex is an. Yes, that's what's going on, people. So you, Echo, go back in time. Anyway, that's story time with Bill. Thank you. The tube. We're navigating a tube as a non-stop moving level. Auto-scroll. It's called auto-scroll. This level is unlike any other level in the game so far. It, it's an auto-scroller. This is an auto-scrolling vertical level. And as you go get further in the level, uh, it scrolls faster and faster. But it's just a straight path. An auto-scroller in a game with terrible controls? What could go wrong? It's like you're playing like Gradius or something. You're just like going up this tube, dodging obstacles blasting through them i kind of actually like really <laughs> really like this part i really enjoyed the tube <laughs> this i this was one of the few levels i did without save states all right <laughs> because i had fun with it this level sucks well this level sucks too this level sucks honestly i didn't find this one too bad of course i'm sure it would have been uh maddening if not for the save states and rewinds but uh, even then i didn't think i was abusing them that much yeah, if you're playing along on this one and you are using save states, I would recommend uh, save state very carefully because I think three or four times I save stated in a situation where I could not dodge the upcoming obstacle and I just f***ing died and had to redo the whole level again. It's too long. It's too easy to die, even with rewind. So we start off having to avoid jellyfish and obstacles that if we touch, we take like three health bars worth of damage. You basically are moving constantly upward in a big metal tube and anything you touch hurts you and I think you have three hits before you die. Uh, you do regenerate your life which is interesting. Then other pieces of debris start to fill the screen as well. But it's very difficult to maneuver in here. Again, the controls in this game suck. So yeah, there's big pillars, big like octagon blocks and then there is little things on the wall that shoot lightning at you like the asteroid did. Then we start getting lightning from the sides. You get like some death lightning, force lightning coming in that just destroys. Great. And uh, you also, uh, you can crash through the barriers in this level. Okay, now the controls in this are weird. I think I'm supposed to avoid all these mechanical obstacles that are trying to kill me. Um, my dash isn't working. I'm very, very confused as to what's going on right now. If you sink to the bottom and it's auto-scrolling you upwards, like you're being sucked up to the ship in a tube, if you sink to the bottom, the game suddenly won't let you do your dash attack. Why? Is it a glitch? Is it intentional? You have to like unstick yourself and then you can dash attack. Whereas if you could just keep dash attacking, maybe that's why. 
it wouldn't be so bad. You'd still get hit from the sides from time to time, but like, what the heck? Wait, 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 wait. Why is my sonar all of a sudden killing stuff? What? Did he say that? What, what did he tell me? A new song? What? This level is pretty tough until the screen starts scrolling really fast and then it seems like the obstacles are spaced out enough where you can almost get hit by everything and your health recharges in time. It was kind of like just learning the little intricacies of going left and right. Most of it you can do up the middle, which is absolutely great. But yeah, there's these weird things which, you know, if you bump into them, they hurt you. Uh, there's loads of things just go crashing into you and you can blow them up with your sonar. You're just going straight forward in a tube. It was really good fun. Ultimately, I had to consult a guide, and once you start to see lightning, you can just stand in the middle of the screen and spam your sonar and win. Yeah, I'm gonna do that instead. So near the end of the level, I was just like hugging the right wall and I would get blasted by lightning every now and then, but I would dodge all of like the, the bricks that were falling down. So I would get hit and then heal and then get hit and then heal and then get hit and I was like hands off the controller. Can this be over? After a couple of minutes of this, Echo eventually dashes off screen to complete the level. Mildly stressful. But yeah, good, good laugh. I enjoyed doing the tube. That was a good level. Oh yeah, I guess aesthetically, uh, hey, it's like an HR Giger tube. Uh, it's it's a cool idea for a level. It's f***ing gross. The final level. Welcome to the machine. Welcome to the machine. And then in parentheses... Go f yourself. Welcome to the machine. What a metal name for a level. Another auto scroll. How the hell were people supposed to beat this level without rewind? This is the level that I knew about before we started playing Echo the Dolphin. I saw a screenshot of this level and I went, what the f am I looking at? And I made a note here that when I was reading the guide, the, the guide for this part of the game starts out with, Welcome to Hell. This one is reminiscent of Battletoads. Yes, welcome to the machine. What a level. So immediately we get deposited out of the HR Giger tube into a big f***ing machine. We have another auto-scrolling level with very tight corridors to navigate. I mean, guess which way to go. Apparently, uh, we're in space, but also in water, or the asteroid made it so we can breathe space. Yeah, so that's happening. Also, I think in addition to not needing air, Echo's health regenerates over time? Either that, or the water in the spaceship heals? I guess the reason doesn't really matter. The outcome is the same. Uh, the camera just pans around very strangely and you have to kind of like think where it could end up because uh, there will be times where you see a safe path and go in the safe path and then the camera's like, hey, no, actually we're going this way. And then you get crushed against the side of the screen and like a pillar or something. This is even worse because everything looks so similar. And the auto scroll really wants to squish you by making you take the wrong path or tricking you into what seems like the right path and then quickly moving back, smushing you where if you wait, that becomes the right path anyway, and it's just, it, it's, it's really dumb and annoying. It tries to trick you several times into getting trapped. All these weird, like, big-headed Ripley alien things are coming out of nowhere. You blast them with your gun, their body falls off, and you've got to blast their head into pieces. It is great fun. 
There's fucking aliens in here. Oh yeah, and there's also uh aliens. You start encountering the vortex aliens in this stage. They are pretty scary looking. They're like aquatic xenomorphs from you know the alien franchise. It's like a four-armed xenomorph squid-looking thing. All the while, you have these aliens flying on screen, and if they hit you, you take so much damage so quickly. <laughs> There's also f***ing aliens that fly to the wall, and um, if they touch you, they kill you extremely quickly. And they, they're they not hard to kill. You basically just have to blast them twice. Their heads come off, and then you have to kill their heads. But one or two hits from them is enough to kill you. That starts to become the theme uh, this late in the game. The things you're facing can kill you nearly immediately, so you really can't get hit. Thankfully, I guess your sonar is supercharged against aliens because of the asteroids, so you blast them once and then their head flies off, and then their head starts shooting f***ing goop at you, so you have to blast their head again. If you damage an alien body, the head keeps coming after you. This resulted in me just spamming my death sonar in every direction as I moved around. And the crazy thing about this level is it's auto-scrolling. The manner of scrolling doesn't make sense. It'll suddenly go left or right or force you to go somewhere where you wouldn't have needed to go if not for the scrolling forcing you to do so. So since this is an auto-scroller, this level is like five minutes long from start to finish, uh, except for it is much longer than five minutes because you are going to die a lot. A lot of people think that this, the Welcome to the Machine title, is based on the Pink Floyd song, which is a pretty, I like this song. A lot of people think it's intentional because it takes about six-ish or so minutes to get through this level because it's another auto-scrolling level. You can't control how fast you get through it. And the instrumental part of Pink Floyd's Welcome to the Machine is about that long. So it's interesting. And I think it fits. I just, I just want this to be over. This level is not, it's not fun. It's not fun. Who made this? And if you don't guess which way the camera's gonna scroll next, Echo gets crushed or left behind. And the hit detection is so crappy. And it, it's, this is literally, this is like getting into Battletoads, bicycle or bike level, levels of hard. Like this is so damn hard, guys. I'm not kidding. The idea is that if you get pinned between something and the and the, the moving, I understand that. Like in Mario, you get pinned between the thing and the, you're in one of those costly moving levels, then you die, right? That makes sense. Um, I, I cannot imagine, I can't imagine doing this uh, without save states and even rewind. It, it, the problem is, you can get, if you get like stuck against an object while you're moving in that direction, there could still be room behind you for you to just move back, but it won't, it won't let you. Nope, no, it says, no, you, you're done, you're pinned. I'm like, I'm not pinned, there's room behind me. Just let me swim to the side. This is pretty much five minutes of memorizing exactly how the camera moves so you know the safe spaces to be in when it like abruptly shifts direction and tries to pin you against the surface. I too, like most of our compadres, did save state. My saved scum my life through this level. I feel like this level could easily be done without saves coming. It will take a good couple of tries getting used to where the camera is taking you and where you're supposed to be. The only thing I can think of is as a kid, you know, you have all the time in the world and then you just end up memorizing which way the camera is going to scroll next. And like I said, it's a long level. And if you die, you have to restart. Memorization's the key if you're <laughs> trying to do this legit. Without Rewind, this would have taken so long to learn the patterns. But again, despite all that, I, I really like this level. I thought the auto scroll stuff was really fun in this game. It took away like the, hey, you have to figure out exploration stuff. You have to figure out like these weird puzzles. It's just like, no, straight... Remember what's going to happen and then execute. 
There's also some like reaction stuff. It's like, oh, the camera's shifting quick. We got to get out of this little little cubby and not die. So yeah, I think it played to my strengths as a video gamer uh, more than the levels where I had to think. Good lord, I can't. I don't think I would have. Uh, I think I would have put it down even this late in the game. But. I really liked it. It's really mixing up the game a bit, you know? We've done lots of levels exploring these underwater caves and stuff, and now suddenly we're in an alien spaceship. It's just moving you left and right. Yeah, and those enemies flying out of the walls, uh, be careful when save staying in this level too, because I had to redo it, I think, three times because I had bad save states. I guess I could have used, like, multiple save state slots, but I'm already using save states. That's already cowardice enough. Luckily, thanks to the rewind feature, this level ended up being a joke. Uh, if you beat this on Genesis, back in the day, tip of the hat to you, Mr. Kaizu. Okay, we're underwater so long, there's no way any of the other dolphins survived. And then at the end of the machine, we get shunted into another tube, and we land inside the lair of... Mother brain? Mother alien? Big fucking alien head? Another real kicker, though, is then you get to the... What is considered a separate stage, it's called the Last Fight. And also here our health doesn't recharge anymore, which is a bit problematic because if you die in this final boss fight, you do not respawn at this final boss fight. Okay, okay. You make it through this impossibly long, frustrating level. You get to what I believe to be is the boss. I died in two hits. It starts you back at the beginning of the machine level. No, you respawn five minutes in the past, back at the start of the fucking machine. But if you die against this final boss, which is the Vortex Queen, uh, you, you have to start back from the beginning of Welcome to the Machine, which is just... I can't believe! You have to do that entire gauntlet again. <laughs> Who made this? That's so cruel, because this is not an easy final boss. Who made this? What the... So hey, uh, this is another point, don't f**k up your save states like I did and try and beat this boss on one pip of health because it's really f**king hard. Okay, time to take on the Vortex Queen. As you enter the Queen's chamber, you're immediately attacked by another alien you have to kill or it's back to the machine. So you got some drones, some Vortex drones at the very beginning of the fight. And again, if you get hit like even once or twice, then you're dead. So you, you can't let them get you and they respawn. So you kind of have to strategically maneuver Echo around the arena to try and prevent that off-screen respawning from happening, because they're probably the most dangerous thing in this fight. Leading up to the final boss, a gigantic animal thingy. But with that done, it's time to take out the queen. I think, is that what it's called? Ripley's alien thing? Uh, yeah, this oh, is the stuff of nightmares. If my mum would have seen me getting to this stage as a child, she would have just tore the Mega Drive away and be like, you can't look at that shit. <laughs> and I don't blame her. I'm f***ing 37 and it still terrifies me. She's really only a skull and we have a few pieces of her to take out before we can kill her. By the way, the Vortex Queen looks really cool. It kind of reminded me of the uh, Fantoon boss from Super Metroid. I don't know if anybody remembers that one. Uh, I think it was in that direct ship area. If you touch it at all, you take damage. And unlike before where I was regenning health, I am no longer regenning health. So the regular aliens will fly in from the sides of the screen and we have to shoot mother alien in the eyeballs until her eyeballs fall off while she's like spitting goop at us and every couple seconds she's like inhaling a bunch of jellyfish and trying to eat us. First up are our eyes. Each time you shoot them, they spew out green goop out. The blood's really painful to you, just like acid in Ripley's Alien. 
so you have to hit her with sonar and quickly retreat so you don't take damage. After a little while, you get into a good groove of taking them out. You have to swim around with these god-awful controls, floating around, trying to shoot it in the eyeballs, while in addition to it trying to shoot stuff at you, there are also additional aliens and other things coming from the side. Um, so what you have to do is dodge, you know, the Vortex Queen's bullshit lightning and power spheres and the drones as well. And you just kind of keep blasting her eyes while trying not to get hit. I, I found the bottom right corner was a good place to hang out. And if you die, you get to do the whole machine level over again, which means it takes, you know, I'm going to look up exactly how long it takes. Hold on one second. However, here's a little tip, gamers, that I did not want to share with any of the other um, cohorts, compatriots. So, uh... You can do a password select to make it back to the Vortex Queen. Six minutes. Six. I beat the machine and I died on the Vortex Queen and then sent me back to start the machine. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. So I went on the internet and I found the, <laughs> the password to get back to the last fight. Six. What the? Because, like, I beat that shit once, dude. That's it. That's all, that's all I'm going to do. I did read that apparently the Japanese version is more merciful, which is kind of odd. Um, apparently, like, there's a separate recovery stage called the stomach if you get eaten, and then you come back, and it also doesn't make you restart from the beginning of Welcome to the Machine every time you die, which is just, it's, that's weird, right? I mean, that's how it should be, but it's weird that they changed it for Japan. Or did they make it harder for us? I don't know. I killed its eyeballs, and then it ate me. Next up is the jaw. For this, you have to dash into the jaw from the side. Each time you hit it, however, Queen begins to suck in jellyfish. Meanwhile, if you're not careful, she also occasionally inhales, and you, if you like, get caught in the mouth, she just chomps you, and it's just instant death. Oh, and by the way, the jaw doesn't come off with sonar hits. You have to bash it with your beak. So you have to dash and retreat, dash and retreat. And you got to smack it on the jaw several times until its jaw falls off. Anyway, after you blast off the queen's eyes, uh, you have to blast off the queen's jaw by ramming into it like four times, I think. And then once you blast her eyes enough, then her jaw becomes vulnerable, at which point you have to do your beak dashes over and over to knock the jaw off. Of course, making sure you dodge every time she sucks in so you don't instantly die. And on your fourth hit, bam, the jaw falls off. But the jaw respawns, and you end up having to like knock it off four or five times. And then a another one takes its place. Yeah, that's right. You have to do this three times. Then you have to knock its jaw off three times, which I believe is four hits per time. Then you got to hit his jaw off a couple more times because apparently aliens have respawning jaws. But with three jaws gone, it's onto the queen herself. And then after it has no jaw and no eyes, it's just floating there. So with the jaw knocked off, you then just uh, charge at the head. I guess the jaw had like a, a force field or something. This isn't too hard as we only have to dash into her like three times to kill her. However, if you touch any part of its skull, you take damage, plus there's still other aliens and things coming around. But each time you dash her, it spawns a vortex alien you have to sonar kill. And you have to, uh, to bash it in the, the mouth three separate times. Or four times, or however many... Whatever, okay? Then it's dead, and the game's over, and no one ever plays Echo the fucking Dolphin ever again, because this game sucks! What a crazy game. Overall, however, I enjoyed this fight so much better than Asteroid. At least here, we had more control over what we were doing, and not just hoping to get lucky with a rotating DNA helix. But yeah, so this is a, it's cool. I like the final boss, other than the restart factor. Once you know how to do it, it's okay. Once we kill her, a whole bunch of dolphins jump out of her head, and we get full health. As she goes down, jellyfish erupt from her body, 
and I kind of was worried I was going to die from the jellyfish. Oh, it was great fun. I like, oh, I saved scum. Like, my life depended on it because it wasn't just my life that depended on it, my whole pod's life depending on it. How did the others survive? Were they alive after she ate them? You bash it a couple times, then, whoa, a bunch of fucking dolphins and jellyfish fly out. You have freed the world. You have killed the Vortex Queen. You have saved the entire fucking planet. I thought Star Fox was bad. This is so much worse than Star Fox. A lone goddamn dolphin went back in time, went to space, killed an alien fucking queen, and rescued all his boys. Echo the Dolphin is one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. It's awful. Do not play this game. Do... Do not. My pod's now safe, people. Safe from the tyranny of the Queen Vortex alien. Actually, you know what? Play the game at the beginning when it's fun and there's dolphins and there's puzzles. And then after about four levels, turn the thing off. If you're interested, watch a speed run because apparently someone can do this thing in an an hour, okay? But ultimately, Echo's pod comes in and everybody escapes back to Earth. It just, just, just burn, burn all the copies. Okay, bury them with the E.T. cartridges. I don't care what you do with this game. Just get this thing the f*** away from me. We get a cutscene of Echo leading the dolphins back out of the ship and the splashdown back home. Echo frees its pod and they all swim around happily together and they're like, we'll always remember you, Echo. You're a dolphin of legend and kiki 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 and all that, you know, so. So you and your pod fly down the tube again and you land back in home bay and you celebrate you're hopping all over the place all your boys are flipping and flapping i am never talking about touching or doing anything with echo the dolphin ever again oh my god what a good time but with that we get the ending cutscene of the game where all our pod friends are jumping in and out of the water as echo goes around and talks to each one of them very cute yeah we got a scene where he meets the pod back with his pod he's dancing around and fucking having a good there's gonna be so many fucking beeps in this end of this thing holy shit Then it's roll credits. We talk to the dolphins in the ending cutscene. Your song will echo throughout the vast ocean. Thank you, Echo. We will sing of you forever. You have saved us. You are great. And then we get then we get a sequel hook, Dolphin. Do you think the Vortex are destroyed? And I think even the game implies at the end that maybe the Vortex aren't done for. Can't remember exactly. And then that's it. We see the pod do some sick flips and then roll credits. It's uh, it's a it's a short ending, but it's a happy ending. A dolphin says that our song will echo throughout the vast ocean. Other dolphins say other nice things. The dolphins swim around jubilantly. The end. Don't play it. Okay, final thoughts. Okay, so final final wrap up thoughts on Echo the Dolphin. I finished Echo the Dolphin. The first thing I did was go to the probably work Discord. Super Switch Club channel and put up a gif I did it. Final thoughts. Holy shit. Followed by a gif of the double bird because screw this game. This game is hard as shit, y'all. It's so hard. Don't, don't, don't play Echo. Just, just don't. I really enjoyed this game. Like, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed playing it. I think Echo the Dolphin, while not executed perfectly, is a game with a lot of cool, weird ideas. Overall, I feel the hardest part of this game was really the beginning section, and saving the dolphin friends. Dude, just, uh, 
I think I've said it. Don't play. Don't play the game. Don't play the game. F. F minus zero out of ten. Uh, it, it, uh, literally impossible without save states and rewinds. Not literally, but like I, I don't think I would have been able to do it, honestly. This game was actually really, really fun. It was frustrating as hell. I wouldn't have got through it without save states. And it's like occasionally having to look up a level map for some of them because I was just so confused. But overall, this game was a lot, a lot of fun. Right? I've played worse games, but this one is not worth uh, pulling your hair out over, even with save states and rewinds. It is a very unique game. Like, I don't think I've played anything else much like it. It set its cards on the table early. This is going to be hard. We're going to slap you with squids. <laughs> We're going to attack you with baby seahorses and gigantic seahorses. And trollobites can suck, so thank God they're extinct. But overall, the game was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. I think it, the thing, thing I like about the game, though, is just the visuals and how nuts the story gets, you know, even though it's a, not a very detailed story. I, uh, the visuals, the music usually, getting to play as a dolphin, it's just different and it has its own unique identity. After that, it kind of has a good groove of exploration and puzzle solving. However, the slack section would have been hell without rewind and save states. Asterite, the tube, the machine, and the queen would all be nearly impossible. I really don't know how people beat this game on the original Genesis. It just seems impossible. I think a lot of the gameplay, like a lot of the maze stuff, I've said this before, isn't very fun to do or very interesting, I think. Some of the puzzles are okay. You know what? Everyone should play the game. Everyone play the game. Just play it. Play it. Oh, it's so much fun. Echo the Dolphin. Nice little dolphin game. You go swimming around in the ocean. You solve puzzles. That's what I was told. Um, and as the game went on, I think I got more used to and more comfortable with like the way Echo controlled. So like the, the mechanical stuff I felt better about as we progressed through. And I think I have a soft spot for games that end well. And I think that Echo the Dolphin ends very well. I think it ends, dude, it goes places. It goes to fucking outer space. Swim around the ocean solving puzzles, not going to fucking space and fighting aliens and kill you in one hit in worlds that fucking... Moving worlds just take six minutes to get through. Yeah, some some wacky ideas in here, which I I really like. I'm. <laughs> Can you imagine being some kid who got this for Christmas and you're like, oh shit, a dolphin game, and you're also the best video gamer of all time, so you make it to the like, welcome to the fucking machine. Oh my god, that would have fucking blown my mind. You remember in Star Fox 2 how I was talking about like, oh yeah, these these whales in space. I love fish in space. And then the next game we get a fucking dolphin in space. I will tell you this, if I did not have save states, I would not have completed it. Zero percent chance. Okay? Maybe, maybe I would have gotten to the machine, but there's the, the last level is fucking impossible. It's literally, it's, it's impossible. I'm about, I'm gonna go watch the speed, everyone go, go watch the speed run in the last level. Go watch what the person has to do. Uh, after I recorded all my stuff, I, I went back to Echo. I, <laughs> I wanted to play more Echo. Uh, so I loaded up Welcome to the Machine, and I beat it uh, with no save states, and I had a f***ing blast, dude. Probably memorize the patterns of the machine to get in your head. Like, just memorizing the entirety of that five-minute level, and like, every time you get a little bit further and a little bit further, like, man, it, it tickles the neurons just right. I did die on the boss immediately after, but like, whatever. That's, <laughs> the game's still impossible, but I had fun going through the, the hard level with no save states. I think you should load up, you, the listener, should load up Echo the Dolphin. 
Input the welcome to the machine passcode and just like meditate to that level for an hour. It's weirdly relaxing. Uh, just, overall, this game is, is trash. Okay, the people who made it should feel bad and anyone who thinks it's a good game should feel bad as well. Overall, I would say I enjoyed my experience with Echo the Dolphin. I'm glad we played it. I'm glad I played it. Maybe I'll play the second one one day. So Scott, if I hear you telling me that you're kind of digging this game, all right, and how it's not so bad, then I don't know what to tell you. We're no longer friends. Uh, sorry to everybody that hated this game. You know, I and one other person were the nominators for it, but here we are. Um, and, and really, I didn't think it got like, you know, crushingly difficult until the towards the very end. That goes for the rest of you. Yeah, I feel way more positive about Echo the Dolphin than I did after episode one. You kind of have to wrap your brain around this game, and uh, I would recommend using save states. If, like, I didn't use Rewind, Rewind is probably also a good idea. But yeah, I'm, just, I'm glad I saw all the bizarre stuff that, like, opens up after this just stops being a game about a dolphin trying to find his family and turns into an absolute nightmare fever dream. I, uh, I appreciate you all listening to the season of Echo the Dolphin. Then again, you voted for it, so you better have listened to it and enjoyed the schadenfreude of all of our pain. Because, boy, it was a lot of pain. So yeah, where does this go on the ranking of all the seasons? So far, to refresh your memory, Star Fox was in number one, Zelda 2 in last place. I think, I, I think I'm going to put Echo the Dolphin above Star Fox. But Zelda 2 was a bit of a slog at times. Star Fox, within a minute, I was just like, I'm going to fucking hate playing this game. Is that me being a little bit of a contrarian? Almost certainly. But I also think this game is fucking cool. That's it for Echo the Dolphin. Next up is our N64 pick. I'm really excited with the options, but hopefully we'll be hearing some banjo soon. And I'm looking forward to whatever's going to be next for the um, N64 season. As long as it's not Mario, because that <laughs> sucks. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all I got. Um, stay tuned next time for some sort of N64 game. In fact, all games on the N64 suck. You've all been suckered in by Nintendo in believing that N64 was a good console. It was a piece of with clunky platformers, bad 3D design, and terrible, terrible games. And thankfully, all of the games on Nintendo Switch Online for the N64 are not Echo the Dolphin tier difficult. So we will finally get some respite from these really f***ing hard games. Can you please pick something good for a Nintendo 64? Or at least something interesting? I guess Echo had some points in the story that were interesting, but like, overall, no, never again. I can't believe they made a sequel to this game. What if that one's good, like fun, and you just swim around in the ocean and have fun? I'm sure that's not what that game's about, but we can all dream. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Eric Frost Loka, for editing. Yeah, I uh, I need to take some advice from my own podcast and and fix up some of my mental health after this episode. Thank you, uh, compatriots, for providing other audio along with me. What word am I looking for? Whatever, it doesn't matter. This has been Brett from Skeleton House signing off. Okay, anyway, thank you for listening to this season of the Super Switch Club. I have been Frost, and I hope that whatever gets voted on as the next game is not as horrible. But you know what? It can't be the worst game ever made and that was echo the dolphin this has been scott i'm done with echo the dolphin and i'll catch you guys for whatever comes next later thanks for listening bye-bye anyway i've been bill this has been long i'll see you all next time peace out
too can be part of the Super Switch Club. It's not too late. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub to join today. Submissions are always open. The Super Switch Club is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Podcast Network. Find more of our other great shows at probablywork.com, including Podcasters Assembled, and check out our Discord page. All games featured are available to play on the Nintendo Switch Online Virtual Library. Music by Overclocked Remix. This podcast was created by Bill from Bill's JRPGs and Other Trappings. This episode was edited by Frost and Eric Slater. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Links in the show notes. On the planet Earth, man had always assumed that he was the most intelligent species occupying the planet, instead of the third most intelligent. The second most intelligent creatures were, of course, dolphins, who, curiously enough, had long known of the impending destruction of the planet Earth. They had made many attempts to alert mankind to the danger, but most of their communications were misinterpreted as amusing attempts to punch footballs or whistle for tidbits. So they eventually decided they would leave Earth by their own means. The last ever dolphin message was misinterpreted as a surprisingly sophisticated attempt to do a double backward somersault through a hoop while whistling the star-spangled banner, but in fact the message was this. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Okay, here's some fun trivia. I learned that there's there are cheat codes for permanent invincibility and unlimited air. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You just like gotta go in the circles a few times and press buttons in the right order, and boom, unlimited air, unlimited health, which is just nuts. I don't even know what to say. I'm so exasperated by how awful this experience has been. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear. Trilobite Circle. Uh, is that how you say it? Or trilobite? Trilobite? I don't know. I'm terrible at counting things. But Jesus, man, the... the Giant seahorses, yeah. The art for, uh, here's another thing. The art for the prehistoric levels was largely borrowed from the book Life Before Man, which included illustrations by Czech painter Zinnek Burian. Excuse my pronunciation. Burian was a highly influential paleontological artist with a career spanning five decades. Odds are any image you have in your head of a dinosaur and any other prehistoric life form was influenced by his imaginings. This is just an evil stream of consciousness that's going through right now. Uh, apparently they originally wanted to name Echo Botticelli the dolphin <laughs> so Alessandro Di Mar- Mariano Divani Filippelli known as Sandro Botticelli was an Italian painter of the early renaissance and Botticelli's posthumous reputation suffered until the late 19th century when he was rediscovered by the pre-Raphaelites who stimulated a reappraisal of his work and uh, basically why they wanted to do this is because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were popular at the time, so they wanted to name Echo after a famous Italian figure. 
luckily, uh, <laughs> they were talked out of that, I guess. Finally, in Echo 2, the Tides of Time, I believe it's called, you run into another dolphin several times early in the game, which is actually the same Echo from this game doing time travel shit. Can I kick you out for like five minutes? Can I still hear me very quiet? No, I feel weird doing this in front of you. Okay, that's actually it. Goodbye. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called probablywork.com. Dolphins were harmed in the making of this podcast.